Welcome to Refreshing Word, a life-changing experience by Bishop David Yalik, a medical doctor by profession and a resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Uforja, Ghana. He has been in the ministry for over 20 years, has a rare insight into the Word of God, and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now for a life-changing and refreshing experience with Refreshing Word by Bishop David Yalik. Well, you are welcome to church. Once again, I want to welcome you to Messiah Cathedral uh, online service uh, dubbed Refreshing. Now, Messiah means king. And I believe that today Jesus is going to come to us as a king. Amen. He's, he, he's a lamb of God. But today, in this service, he's coming to you as a king. And as a king, he, he would enforce heaven, heaven's influence on your heart, on your mind, on your life and everything. In heaven, everything is good. In heaven, there's no curse. In heaven, everything is at its peace. Have every, uh, heaven, in heaven, God is in control. By the end of this service, God is going to take control of your life and govern your life better. Jesus is the best government. Amen. And, 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 and it's far better than any other government that will ever come. There's no government like Jesus. Bible says in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 that the government shall be upon his shoulder. And when he governs our lives, we see wonderful things because that is his name. You see, the president in Ghana's name is called Nana Kufado. But our government governor is called Wonderful. So, he lives by his name. Today, may Jesus live by his name to you as he governs your life. His name is called the counselor. May he live by his name and give you some counsels. Counsels to win all battles. May you receive advice and counsel to win all stubborn battles and come out and become victorious over Satan in Jesus' name. And his name is called the mighty God. The word mighty God means El Gibor, the God hero. Today God is going to be the hero in our lives. In Jesus' name, every power will bow to Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost. And his other name is called the everlasting father. This looks like a father. In other words, Jesus can also move like the father. And the father is very much interested in the, in the, in the, in every aspect of, of the child. Teachers only teach, but they don't buy calipo for their children. Teachers don't buy snack. They don't buy food. They only teach and give homework. And that is the end. But Fathers are interested in the home that, that was given. They are interested in the school uniform, calipo, food, dropping you in school and bringing you back and giving accommodation. A father thinks about the, the total life of your life. Today, Jesus is coming to you as a father to father you like the heavenly father through the Holy Ghost. Can I say amen? And his last name is called the Prince of Peace. I'm talking about the governor. This is not my sermon. Prince of Peace. Amen. The owner of peace. The principality of peace. Amen. The devil is a principality. But we have a mightier principality. His name is called Peace. And when he comes, he ends war. Today, Jesus is coming into your life to end every war. From emotional to spiritual to physical to marital to financial to job to 
COVID-19 to every wall and every wall. I see Jesus stepping into somebody's room. And as he steps into the room, I see the peace has come because he is bringing the peace of heaven to your house in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen? Say, I feel like preaching this morning in the name of Jesus. Well, I've been talking about it's a great thing to serve the Lord. And last week, I started talking about who a, uh, uh, who a servant of God is. And we learned that to serve God, to serve somebody is to have the uh, uh, to uh, have the interest of the person and obey the wishes of the person. So, when you are serving God, okay, you are interested in carrying out God's wishes and also his interest. Amen. I said amen. And it's important that we are interested in in God because he made us he made us and amazingly when he made us he put our grandfathers in a garden he didn't build them a, a skyscraper we build skyscrapers he put them in a garden the most beautiful place that you can ever have is a garden amen with glory with angels around with every tree there Lions were their pets. Tigers were pets. Um, I mean everything. It was a very, very powerful place and God could come and fellowship with them. They saw God face to face. They could see heaven. That's, that's, that's the mind of God towards, towards us. But unfortunately, the devil came to trick man, to deceive man, to move man out of this. this. So if you become a servant of God, okay, if you, you see, a servant okay, lives in the house of his master. So if you serve God, expect to be in God's presence. Amen. And every servant is interested in the wishes and the interest of his master. He wants what his master. His master says that this, go here, do this, and everything. He promotes his master and all that. So a servant of God is somebody who is interested in God, uh, wants to promote the things of God, wants to obey God. What is God interested in? And I spoke about uh, the devil. When the devil spoke through Peter in Matthew chapter 16, um, verse 23, after Peter had given a very powerful revelation of Jesus Christ, immediately, okay, uh, he began to rebuke God that God shouldn't die for us. Because Peter was thinking about his stomach. You see, but Jesus re recognized that it wasn't Peter was speaking, but Satan had suddenly taken over Peter's lips to give him advice. So he said, Satan, get him uh, behind me. You are an offense to me. In other words, you cause people to fall. And so for thou severest not, or you don't have the interest in the things of God, but of men. So a man's interest is not the same as the interest of God. So if you are going to serve God, then it means that the Holy Ghost has to touch your heart and reorient your heart and turn your heart from the interest of men to what interests God. You see, Paul said that if I yet please a man, then I am not a servant of Christ. I think Galatians, this is Galatians chapter 1 verse, um, find it for me. I think Galatians chapter 1 verse um, is somewhere. Amen. Amen. So, but Jesus was telling us that 
where the interest of men are, Satan is there because Satan is interested at where men's interests are. So, when your interest is just in 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 uh, the interest of men, so so all that you are looking for is who has the biggest car, who has the biggest house, who has the biggest water, the latest addresses, the the this. All this interest is what will even make you steal and do shoddy work under 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 what under under invoice over invoice and do all kinds of things to um, be able to fit the interest of men and that makes you a thief and the devil is there but if you are going to look, look for God's interest the Bible says that then you have to move away from the last of the eyes and the last of 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 the of, of, uh, of the flesh and the pride of men what men prides in I am this I live in this area I, 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 I work here, I am this and all that. You see, but when you have God's interest, you are rather interest in God's, in God's kingdom. Hallelujah. And I explain how uh, different people, apart from pastors and priests and prophets, that God called his servants, they were businessmen, they were politicians, they were all kinds of people that God called them his servants. They were his servants. Amen. So, even someone like David, David was a king but he he saw Jesus more than probably everybody he saw Jesus more than even Isaiah saw Jesus in the Old Testament he was a politician but he saw the son of God and spoke a lot about the son of God and God, I mean, he's the only person in the Bible that God calls him his, his beloved because he loved God and God loved him so you can be a nurse you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer you can be a carpenter you can be a market woman. You can be whatever. You can still serve God. Now today, I'm talking about, it's a great thing to serve the Lord. And all things shall be added unto you. And all things shall be added unto you. And all things shall be added unto you. Now let's turn to our Bibles to Matthew 6, verse 25. Matthew 6, verse 25. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples for three chapters. Chapter 5, Matthew. Chapter 6, Matthew. Chapter 7. He was just sharing words of heaven and trying to let us understand what heaven thinks about us, about what, what God thinks about, about us. And, and the Lord spoke very powerful things. Now listen to what he said. And if you're a Christian, let us believe what Jesus is saying because Jesus was not sleeping when he was speaking. He was very wide awake and he knew what he was saying and he also said what he knew. He said, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what ye shall eat. Is that not what we are worried about? What we shall eat? Eh? what we shall eat but here Jesus is saying that don't think about what you, are, you, are, uh, you should eat he's not teaching laziness no but he's teaching about worry in other words don't worry about what you eat okay for your uh, 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 sorry take no thought of your, for, for your life 
what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, meat, and the body more than raiment? So Jesus is explaining to us that life is more than watching. Life is more than Tuozafi. Life is more than McDonald's. Life is more than KFC. Life is more than Coca-Cola and Tampico. Life is more than food. It's more than that. So, if you are only going to worry about food, then it means you are going to worry about life. Amen. You are going to worry about life. But life is more than that. There's more, there's more to life than just eating. And then he said, the, uh, and the body than raiment. He said the body is more than wearing dress. It is proper, alright, to wear a dress and then move out. I remember when I was, when I was young, as a, as a little boy, in my, in my village, one day, a certain two men went on a bed. In fact, one of the men was actually was, uh, was my father's cousin. And the two of them betted. And do you know the bet? Eh? <laughs> the bet was that who can you walk naked throughout the whole town? And the guy said, yes, he can. As a little boy. So we were in the house and we heard people were following somebody. And here was an was a man probably of about 40 years old walking naked in town and people were following and all that. He said, what is that? He said, he had betted. So he was walking naked to um, come and collect his money. In fact, the police even arrested him before uh, he even got his money and they arrested my uncle for public disturbance because if Jesus said the body is more than raiment, he is not saying that uh, you don't have to wear clothes. But it's like, don't wear, don't worry about clothes. That's what Jesus, God is saying. Don't worry about clothes. Now, let, now let's read on. 26. Hallelujah to Jesus. Therefore, behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, okay, neither do they reap, nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly Father feeder them are ye not much more better? Now Jesus is saying that he's saying that he's trying to use earthly things to explain heavenly things so you can understand. He said, look at the beds. I have never seen a bed being employed at MTN. I have never seen a bed being employed at a bank. He went to the bank and the bed was the, was the cashier. I've never seen a bed being employed at a corn mill. If you employ a bed at a corn mill, by the time you come, he has chewed all the corn. But Jesus said, the best, they don't even sow. They don't also reap. They don't even have a, a, a barn to gather. Yet, listen, yet, your heavenly father feeded them. Now, I'm interested in that word. Your heavenly father 
Why? Because what Jesus was saying is that the heavenly father is not the father of birds. God is not the father of lions. God is not the father of deers. Deers, animals, father is their father that gave birth to them. But for us, because we are made in his image, okay, then God is our father. And he said that your father is feeding birds. I mean, if somebody comes to tell you that, look, your father has bought a car for a certain boy in town, then you should expect that your father can also buy you a car. If your father is doing things for outsiders, then your father can also do the same thing for you. So if your father is feeding birds, then why are you worrying about this, about uh, about feeding? Okay? Now let's go on. 27. You are better than birds. 27. Which of you taking thought can add a cubit to his stature? In other words, you cannot think about how you want to grow. You, nobody even, even controls growth. In fact, as a doctor, we will say that oh, there is a growth hormone, okay, that 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 makes everybody grow at a certain point. So when you look at even your bones, your bones has a certain plate. We call the epiphyseal plate or the growth plate. That is where your bones start elongating. But after some time, it ceases and you don't grow again. Why are some people tall? Why are some people short? God has given everybody a gene and the gene determines how you grow. And Jesus is saying that actually growth is determined by God. To become five foot, it is God. You can't, you can't become as tall as you want to be. It is God's decision before you were even born. Are you understanding me? So if God is interested even in your growth, how you grow every day. And we, we, we all don't see how we grow every day. We see that we are growing. He's interested in taking care of that. Your head is becoming bigger. Your nose is becoming bigger. Your eyes are becoming bigger. Your ears are becoming bigger. Your stomach is becoming bigger. So now you can even eat more. And you can drink more. Okay? You are becoming bigger. And all that. It's all determined by God. So if God is very much interested even that that's uh, difficult difficult thing like growth then after food there is cocoa tell somebody is cocoa for God it's very easy for God I think Jesus is teaching us about trusting our heavenly father hallelujah 28 thank you Holy Spirit and why take you thought for raiment so why are you taking thought for raiment you see, believers now, we don't believe these, these, these things. Why worry? Consider the lilies of the, of the field. I have not seen lilies before, but they, they must be very beautiful. That's why Jesus is called the lily of the valley because it must be a very beautiful plant. And so look at the lilies. How they grow. They don't toil. They don't even spin clothes. 29. And he said, and yet I say unto the Solomon in all his buildings nice thing that he built when you put Solomon's glory and you put these nice flowers together, the flowers look nicer than Solomon's, yes there are some flowers they look more nicer than your house 
very, very nice. You see, and he says that Solomon's glory was not arrayed like this. Thank you, Holy Ghost. 30. Wherefore, if God, that's your father, so, so clothed the grass, all the makeup of this lily is, 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 is your father who does it, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven. This nice thing he has made, even that he decorates it, then shall he not much more, say much more, so he can clothe you much more than what? This uh, what? Uh, lilies. So he, in other words, he can clothe you much more than Solomon. He can clothe you much more than Solomon. And he said, don't think about it. So from today, let Solomon, what? Above Solomon be your standard. I didn't say that. I'm preaching what Jesus is saying. Let above Solomon be your standard. But don't look for it. Don't do what? Don't look for, I want to be above Solomon. Don't look for it. Your heavenly father will, what? Do that for you. He will feed you and give you an above Solomon, what? Clothing and glory. Oh, ye of little faith. So, little faith is thinking about clothes. It's thinking about food. Think about this. But when your faith grows, then now you don't have a food. So, 31, let's go. Let's go. Uh, for after these things do the Gentiles, unbelievers, seek. He said the work and the mind of an unbeliever is just looking for these things. I have to get the best designer. I have to get the best this. I have to get the best area to live. I have to, I have to travel abroad. I have to do this. It's all about I want to get it, get it. But I say, by your heavenly father, not your earthly father. Not your earthly father. Maybe your earthly father cannot provide. Some people, their earthly fathers can provide. Some their earthly fathers cannot provide. But thank God, aside your heavenly father, uh, your earthly father, there is a heavenly father who gave you your earthly father to father you. And the heavenly father is equally interested. He's even more interested in you than your earthly father. Your earthly father is only a caretaker. But your real father is in heaven. And Jesus is saying that your heavenly father, he knows, say he knows. He knows that you have need of all these things. Sometimes your, your earthly father does not even know your needs. <laughs> yes, we don't know some of the needs of our children. Okay, unless we ask them. But as for our heavenly father, he knows what? All our needs. He knows my needs. He knows all your needs. Amen. So the question is, if he knows all my needs, then how come he is not giving me my needs? If he knows my needs, how come he is not giving my needs? The reason he's not giving your needs is that you you are we are too worried about what we wear, what we eat. Our life is consumed. In fact, the reason why you work, you go to the bank to work and get money is to clothe yourself and find something to eat and find a place to what to sleep. That's the reason. We are all working. I remember when I went for 
my medical school interview um, in 1987, I think. I think so. Yes. I went for the interview in Legon. And they asked me, why do you want to be a doctor? And my friend had told me that don't tell them want to be you, uh, in fact they asked me do you want to make money I said no 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 I didn't come to become a doctor to, to, to make money and I gave them some some story that wasn't even true at that time amen <laughs> I gave them a story that wasn't true but but the reason why you want to be a doctor is because you want money to eat and to what? To, to do that. Amen. So what Jesus is saying, saying is that we are very much engaged in what we want to eat. That is what is driving us. The whole world is being driven by what to eat, what to wear, what to drive, where to sleep, where to stay. That is it's like a rat race. That's the driver. It's like something is, it, it, the whole world is being driven by that. So as soon as COVID-19 comes and arrest the source of getting these things, then there's a problem. There's depression. Yesterday I walked on CNN and they said 30 million Americans have been are, are been rendered unemployed and are looking for what unemployment benefits or whatever 30 million i said when i saw it i said this is more than the population of ghana because we have about 30 million. i said there's like the whole ghana eh? the whole ghana is unemployed in america are you, are you understanding me and the the is bringing depression is bringing quarrels is bringing for now uh, I have a friend who is a psychologist they have even put helplines for people to call for apart from this for psychological problem because people are worried people are anxious and all the people are depressed many things and, and all that because the source of our what our food and our our raiment and our what uh, uh, what we drink has been challenged by a little virus. A little virus. Are you understand what, 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 what I'm saying? People have been laid off. People don't have that and all that. It's about what Jesus is saying to us today. The Lord is saying to us is that if you are listening to me, okay, know that you have a heavenly father in heaven and that what the Gentiles are seeking for which whose source can be crushed and things can fail it's called employment failure imagine you have heart failure uh, kidney failure uh, what uh, what uh, what liver failure things can fail now there's also employment failure employment what failure sometimes money even fails things fail now that things are failed Okay, okay. There's a father in heaven. Don't wait for, for things to fail. Jesus is saying that 
our faith is too little and we are too much worried about what, what we are doing. But we should rather redirect our hearts towards God, towards something. So, verse 33 is where I am coming to. And it's the reason why I've been talking plenty. Verse 33. He said, but, you see, when somebody talks and talks and talks and talks and explains and explains and he uses the but, then it's like the all that I'm saying on the on this particular road, there is another road. There is an about ten. There is a 180 degrees. When you make 360 degrees, you come at the same spot. But when you make 180 degrees, you will be at the opposite side. And Jesus is saying that there is an opposite direction to what you are thinking. And what you are thinking is that, uh, what you must think is that, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek the God's kingdom, heaven first. Because God's kingdom has come to the earth. Seek the kingdom first and his righteousness. Hallelujah. And all these, eh? all what? I like what Jesus is saying. All what? Not this. D-I-S. He said all these things. These things. Food. What? Eh? Drink. Clothings. He didn't mention cars. He didn't mention houses. But they are inside. Why? Because he mentioned Solomon. Solomon's glory was not only his clothes. Solomon had a house. Solomon had bed. Solomon had chariots. Those were those days their Mercedes Benz. Solomon had horses. Okay? Solomon had things to move around. Solomon had things. So what Jesus is saying is that your father knows that you have need need of a car. You have need of what? A house. You have need of what? a cloth, a shoe, and everything. But if only you will do something, you seek first. The word, it didn't say seek second. The word first is the word proton. Proton means priority. The first thing. It means primary, not secondary. I said not secondary. You can go to, you, can, you cannot go to secondary school without going to primary school. There, there, there is a beginning. No, no. The first thing, like as I'm standing here, I have a, I have singlet inside. Are you understanding me? Yes, but I cannot wear this and then wear, wear the singlet on top. And probably that is the problem that me and you have. Are you understanding me? We are wearing our dress and we have worn our singlet. The singlet is the kingdom of God, and your dress eh, is what is your kingdom. But you have won your kingdom first and you have put on the kingdom of God second. So nothing works. It's a principle. It's a law. Hallelujah. So so sometimes we are thinking that, oh, where is God? God is not, we are serving God. We are not seeing anything. But have you asked yourself, am I following the Lord's word? Like God told Joshua in Joshua 1.7. He said, be strong and what courageous Joshua 1 7 
be strong and courageous. Okay? To observe all that I have commanded. Only be strong and very, very courageous. That thou mayest observe to do all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. In other words, what Moses, the Bible, the word of God, the books, turn not to the right, nor to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Whithersoever thou goest. So, sometimes we are in the church, but we actually don't do God's word. We don't do his word. Exodus 15, verse 26. He said, Exodus 15, 26. What did he say? He said, if thou will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and will do that which is right in his sight. What is right in his sight? What is right in his sight is his word. The word is truth. John 17, 17. The word, thy word is truth. So what is right in the sight of God is what God is saying and will give ear to his commandment. I understand. Deuteronomy 28 verse, verse 1 says that if thou would diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, you know that God will become so personal to you that you can hearken to his voice and observe and to do all that his commandment, which I commanded this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee high above all nations of the earth. So, so, so just following God's word, Jesus is saying that the, the thing, the switch, okay, is like electricity. The light is off. But as soon as you put on the switch, when you put on the switch, the circuit is completed. And the, the power from a kosombo, which has been inside your wire, but cannot go into the, the bulbs, okay, suddenly flows into the bulbs, and the bulbs begins to work, and your sound system begins to work, and things begin to work. So Jesus is saying that, look, to turn the circuit of, it's a great to serve the Lord, so that all things shall be added to you, so that all things have, the circuit is that seek first the kingdom of God. When you seek first God's kingdom, a circuit will be completed, and you see heavens will be brought down over what you are doing. There shall be supply. I know Jehovah God. I say, I know this God. I say, I know this God. He fed two million people for 40 years every day. Ah, the people didn't need to use money. He fed them. He gave them angels' food. You cannot get angels' food in Sainsbury. You cannot get angels' food in Kuala or Accra Mall. You cannot get it from West Hill, West Hill Mall. He gave them what others could not have to. There were Philistines, there were other nations, but this God gave them food. What I'm trying to say is that let us seek first the kingdom of God. Now, what does it mean to seek the, the, uh, first the kingdom of God? As I, I explained, seeking God's uh, uh, kingdom, okay, okay, and his righteousness is the same as serving God. When you seek God's kingdom and his righteousness, it means you are serving God. And anybody can do that. Hallelujah. And when you become interested in God's kingdom and what God likes and not what you like, you will have what, how do you call it? Uh, you, you activate this, this because you are a servant of God. One day, 
were little young men who used to pray on the university campus every night. And uh, at that time, we had not started Lighthouse Chapel International in Kumasi. And um, Fukakra was our, was our father um, of the prayer ministry. We didn't even have a name. We were just praying. The one day, he said, God wants to give us gifts. So everybody should mention the gift that you want. Somebody said, word of knowledge. Somebody said, discernment. Somebody said this. And what's today? And truly, God started giving gifts to us. But there were angelic appearances. People were seeing angels. And all the very, very... And I remember, Christ's brother, Reverend Jubedini, he had become, he had just become two, born again two days, two days, uh, two days ago. He said, he did anything that God would give him. He did not mention what he wanted. He wanted what we, and suddenly, I tell you, a very great prophetic anointing just came upon him. I mean, then no, he started seeing angels. He started seeing, seeing things. And when you go for meetings, his eyes are open like video. You see, when you become interested in God's in God's things, okay, a circuit is completed. I mean, even you're a human being, when somebody is interested in what, what, what you're doing, you seem to like the person and you like to bless the person. Hallelujah to Jesus Christ. Say it's working. Jesus is working. Amen. So, anybody can be interested in what God is it's saying. Amen. I said, Amen. Anybody, you are a lawyer, you are hearing me, you are a doctor, you are hearing me, you are hearing me. Look, be interested in God's work. Interested in what God is interested in. Amen. I don't want to go into the details of what God, but God is interested in, in salvation. Interested in soul. That's why Jesus came, came to die. He's interested in building churches. He's interested in the work of God. He's interested in those who work in the house of God. Don't just be a pure warmer. Just be interested. Hallelujah. That makes you a servant of God. You can be in church but not have the interest of God because Ghana is supposed to be a, a, a what? A Christian country. Okay? It's a Christian country. So many people are born into Christian homes. You grew up into a Christian home and you don't even know whether you have given your life to Christ. But somewhere, somewhere, you go to church and you believe in Jesus. But maybe you have not opened your mouth to confess Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior and all that. So you go to church. It's normal. You close, You go to church with your wife and your children. When you close fr- from church, you just go back home. You are not even the least interested in what happens in church. How the church is arranged. How people come to church. How whatever. You are not the least interested. You, are not, you don't even pay your time. You don't, you don't care. All you do is come to church. If you want to serve God, then be very much interested in in what? In God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. Amen. As amen. So, to serve God is to see God's interest. And to see God's interest is to seek his kingdom and his righteousness. Again, to serve someone is to contribute and promote the person. If you are serving the person, you have to contribute and promote the person. You cannot say that you are serving somebody and you are not 
promoting the person. You're made for a servant. If you are working at a place and you have a boss and you are serving your boss, your goal is to do what? Is to, uh, as, as a servant, is to, uh, is to promote your boss. So all that you are doing is to promote your boss. You are working to uh, your boss because your boss must have the credit. Don't say that baboon they work and monkey they, what, they chop. Your boss must have the credit of all that you are doing. One day, you also will come up. Amen. So, also, if you are also serving God, then your goal is to promote God's what? God, is to what? Contribute to God's work and to promote God's kingdom in your life. Contribute to his work with your life. Contribute your time. Intercede for church. Give offering. Pay tithes. Use your life. Use your heart for the son of God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah to Jesus. And then God also takes interest in you and will do wonderful things for you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Thank you Jesus for the victory this morning. Now, to serve someone is to be useful to the person or service to him. You see, as they are laying jobs, they are laying people off their jobs. Not everybody is being laid off. Those who are very, very, very useful, if you remove them, the whole business will die. So they will leave a skeleton staff. Are you understanding me? But those who are being laid off, I'm not saying that you're not useful, but maybe a certain degree of usefulness. That is why, I mean, if you go to the hospital, they say they want to lay people off. They are more likely to lay the watchman off. And lay some cleanliness off. And then to go. I mean, they will never lay a doctor off and leave the, uh, leave the security man. You see? So your usefulness to the person. So also, if you, are, if you say you are a servant of God, you must also be useful to God and of service. You must be useful to God. How come you are w- working on that you are not useful to God? You are useful to God. Who created you? Who gave birth to you? He said, eh, my mother gave birth to me. Your mother gave birth to you. Yes, your mother gave birth to you because your mother has to give birth to you. But who actually formed you? Jeremiah 1.5 Before eh? Jeremiah 1.5 Before I formed thee I got I, I Jesus Before I got formed thee before, so before before you were formed, before you were formed, before you were formed, your father and your mother have not even met. So don't bring yourself in Jesus' name. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. So you must be of what? Useful to God. Useful to God. Amen. Be useful to God. 
And to serve someone is to be obedient to his wishes. Serving God also means that you are obedient to the wishes of God. Amen. I'm talking about seeking first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Matthew, Holy Spirit of God. Matthew chapter 6 verse 63. I pray that this particular scripture will enter my heart and your heart. Matthew says to enter our heart. It will be a revelation today to us. Matthew 6 33. Seek ye first is the master key to prosperity. Is the master key to prosperity. God's prosperity is hidden. That if you seek God, Amen, and His righteousness, God, Jesus said, All things, all things, I pray that today you are going to cease from seeking for all things and then see God's kingdom first. Hallelujah. I'm not saying, as I'm saying that, it means that you shouldn't learn. You are a student, learn. Learn, but see God first. I'm not saying don't work well. I was a pastor in the, in the hospital. Hallelujah to Jesus. And I had a church. I worked very well. Amen. But I also had a church. And God was so good to me. Amen. So when you seek, when you serve God, when you serve the Lord God, eating my God, drinking, clothing will be the easiest thing. Easy. The devil is such a liar. But thank God that Jesus Christ, the truth has come to tell us the truth. We are very much occupied. Okay. When many say, well, I had a dog, a very big dog, and um, I went home, and 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 um, thieves had broken into my house, and I was wondering, where was this my dog? But upon second thought, I said maybe they came with some some meat, and to distract it. And as they ate, then they went in to do whatever they had to do and all that. And I said to myself, I have better meat. I understand me. I can give you meat morning, afternoon, evening to protect the house. But you are, you are going for some bojo bojo meat because a thief will not be a proper thief, proper meat. I understand what, what, what I'm saying. So we are interested in the bojo bojo things when God has the better things for us. Look, if God says, I'll give you food, it will be nicer. Jesus gave the apostles food. He gave them what? Girl, I mean, if my wife grills fish and Jesus also grills fish, okay, and he asked me to choose one, I will of course choose Jesus' one because Jesus is her maker. What she knows, Jesus knows more. So Jesus's grilled fish will be very, very nice. Oh, oh, oh! Do I agree with me? Yes. I 
I don't think there is any cook, any chef in the world that can compare to the creator himself. Amen. But he gave them grilled fish and gave them toasted bread. He didn't buy it. I'm not saying that if you go to your house, you find grilled fish. That's not how God, God doesn't work that way. But then a blessing will come upon you that will attract easy food, easy drink, easy what? Clothes. Amen. And he does that because people, when you seek first his kingdom, unfortunately, people are seeking their own kingdom first. Seek ye first my kingdom. And you are trying to build your kingdom. And you leave God's kingdom. And look, it's difficult to be rich. That's why sometimes you see a few rich people. Okay? When you even look at town, you look in town and count how many people are rich. They are countable. Go to Accra and say how many people are above. They are average people. Many people are at the average level. They have good jobs and everything. But like people who are very rich, they are few. very few. And many are, are below average. Because prosperity comes from God. And he has no sorrow to it. And God, he blesses. God is going to bless you as you seek the kingdom of God first. Amen. In this time. Hallelujah. Amen. So, let your mind be unlocked to be on God's work and not on your work. I'm not saying don't work. But then, put God's work. If we're a worker, put God's work first. Go to work in the morning. But see, if you put God's work in the, uh, uh, first, you do your quiet time in the morning, have quality time with God, pray to God, pray for your church, pray for your pastor, pray for many things and all that. Then you go to work. When it's church time, you are in church. When the COVID is, is over, you are in church maybe on Tuesday. After work, you are in church. You are involved in doing something and all that. That's what you do. So God can also take care. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. I mean, he explains that. He explains the Lord Jesus. Thank you. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavily laden and I'll give you rest or I'll give you peace because people are laboring laboring under loans laboring under issues laboring and laboring and laboring and they don't have rest but I say come when you come I'm going to remove your yoke 29 29 he said learn of me take my yoke you see a yoke okay when you, when you take a yoke, number one, it means work. But you have a yoke of work that is making you tired. Some people don't like their job at all, but they don't, they don't have any option. But Jesus said, when he come, I remove that yoke, not your work, but the yoke that makes you get tired, not so interested in your work and everything. And your worriness, I'll take it and I'll put on you my yoke. My yoke. 
and I believe that this, this yoke is, is the person of the is the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit hooks you, hooks your neck, and hooks Jesus' neck. Okay, to do the Father's work. So wherever Jesus goes, okay, you also go. You have the interest of Jesus. Because two animals, they all have to go. When Jesus will also move. So he said, learn of me. For a meek and lowly heart. When you are yoked to him, you will learn some loneliness. Uh, uh, you put down your big manism and start coming down to do God's work. And it's a fine rest in the souls. 30. He said, 30. Take. For my yoke is easy. And my burden or my work is light. In other words, my work is light. My work doesn't break your neck because of the anointing. Hallelujah. So he removes the tiredness when in the struggle that you are ha- having and gives you the Holy Ghost for you to work. And the, the Holy Ghost that is helping you to work, that same Holy Ghost will also help you in the work that you are doing and you, you do better. Hallelujah to Jesus Christ. Amen. So, I think Jesus Christ, our Lord, is showing you, showing us a very great secret to prosper. The prosperity, okay, is by the involvement of God in your life. As you are yoked to Him, to the Holy Ghost, and to that prayer, the Holy Ghost who hook me and you are next to Jesus Christ, that will do the Father's business. Paul said that, First uh, Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, he said that we are laborers together with God. In other words, we are yoked eh? we are yoked with God by God the Holy Ghost to labor and to work but the work is easy because when we are struggling in the work of God then we should question whether we are carrying his yoke when his yoke comes the anointing makes things easy the anointing oil removes frictions and makes the machine to run well. The anointing oil removes the rust. The anointing oil makes things work. Things run. It's smooth. It's golden. It's holy. It's powerful. It carries power of God. The anointing oil or the anointing of the Holy Ghost can do every great thing. Are you understand what I'm because the anointing is the is, is God, the Holy Ghost Himself. Anointing can convert God Almighty into a baby to be born as Jesus, the Son of God. That's anointing. So you, you can see what anointing can do. It can do fantastic things. It can remove flies. In the olden days, they 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 they, they, they use the olive oil on the sheep so that ticks. Like they didn't have veterinaries, so the only what they call medicament that they had was the olive oil. And when the oil, the the, the sheep ticks cannot come, so the oil has power. Holy Ghost has power to remove the things that cause unrest in our lives, the diseases, the demons, the foul things, and everything, and the curses. The anointing of God has power to transform all these things and to break them in Jesus name I see the Holy Ghost breaking yokes breaking 
curses, breaking foul things against your life, breaking spells, breaking uh, what? Uh, 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 enchantment from your life and from our life. I see the Holy Ghost breaking things and things that are against you and yoke you to Jesus. As you are yoke to Jesus, may God fight for you as you work for him. May God release arrows into eyes. May eyes that are evil and harmful be, be choked by the arrows of the light of the world, even Jesus Christ. May his, 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 his oil and the lamp that comes, the oil, the light that comes from the oil of the Holy Ghost, light out every darkness that is in you as you work for God in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to Jesus. I've been blessed. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. Thank you, Lord. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. Now, as I, I'm going to number two, but as I close on this, what Jesus is saying is that when you seek first the kingdom of God, you will become like the lilies. If my heavenly father can clothe lilies and make them beautiful and he has bought me with his blood, expect your life to be beautiful from today in Jesus' name. Whatever they have told you, whatever they have pronounced against you, just by getting into the work of God, God will take interest in you and remove everything from your life. And today is the is the day. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. Bishop always said that is his secret. Bishop always also, also, also says, says, says the same thing. His secret is Matthew 6 33. Seek first the kingdom of God. It's not a waste of time. People think it's a waste of time. It's not a waste of time. They say, oh, you people are lazy. That's why you go to church. Lazy? Lazy? Then why you are in trouble? You are looking for those who are lazy to pray for you. God have mercy. Thank you, Jesus, for what you are doing. Now, number two. Seeking the Lord first was the master key to King Uzziah. The master key to King Uzziah. It was the master key to King Uzziah's prosperity. Now, this king was a king in the days of Isaiah. The day he died, Isaiah Everybody was worried in Israel because it was a very great king. Then the Lord opened Isaiah's eyes. God was not worried. God was sitting coolly on his throne because Uzziah had come home to heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, this man became 
prosperous. How did he become prosperous? Second Chronicles chapter 26. Jesus, my Lord, verse 3 to 5. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Today, God's power is moving. God's grace is flowing. God's anointing is flowing. Mercy is flowing. Victory is coming to your heart. Whatever kept you from serving God is giving way to Jesus Christ. Whatever darkness kept you from serving the Lord Jesus is giving way to light. Whatever power is giving way to the power of the, of the Son of God. I see the Holy Ghost releasing somebody even into the vineyard of the Lord. Now, Second Chronicles chapter 6, 26 verse 3. 60 years old was Uzziah when he began to reign. And he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was called Jecolia. I think you can call your daughter Jecolia of Jerusalem. Verse 4. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. So this was somebody who was doing what? Seeking God and his righteousness. Because you said you seek God's interest. So Uzziah was interested in the Lord's the, uh, what was right. So what was right in the sight of he did according to all that his father um, um, Amazia did. Verse 5. Verse 5. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah who had understanding in visions of God. I think it is this Zechariah because Zechariah is a very I wonder why they call him, they call him a minor prophet. Because maybe because of the size of his book. But Zechariah was a very great prophet. I mean, he was the one who prophesied about um, Jesus walking into Jerusalem sitting on an escort. He spoke a lot about Jesus. But the Bible said that this man had understanding visions and as long as he saw the Lord, God made him to prosper. Even in the Old Testament. God made him do what? So, the master key of this man, uh, uh, Uzziah, okay, was seeking God. And number one, what, what happened to him? He prospered. He prospered. Verse 8. Verse 8. The second thing that happened to him, that as he saw the Lord, okay, the Ammonites gave gifts to Uzziah. They did what? They gave gifts. So as he saw the Lord, people gave him gifts. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. You see, let me tell you something. Life, eh? God has to help you. People are looking for help from different places, but only the Lord God of Israel can help you. I understand me. And God, he helps you number one, by his Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Ghost, who is God, is the greatest helper. No matter he helps you by angels, no matter he helps you by people. If you are a salaried work worker and you want to live only on your salary, it will be easy. So people resort to stealing and doing all kinds of things to do things. But you don't have to steal. Uziah was not a thief. You don't have to do shortcut things. You have to love righteousness. Love what? Righteousness. Hebrews 1.9 Because thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity, even the Lord, your God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above the fellow. Now, I've put the Holy Ghost on you to make your glad above your fellows. Go back to my best. Chronicles, Second Chronicles, sorry. First Chronicles 20 says verse 8 As he saw the Lord and did a, did a what was right verse 8 Bible said people gave him gifts it's what I'm saying is that if you earn 500 Ghana cities and you don't get gifts in this life. You see, people can bless you. Even if they are blessed even with 20 cities, at least it, the man you, you earn, you had what? 520. 520 is far higher than 500. If it was even 100 Ghana cities, that is 600 Ghana cities. God can cause people to bless you. Yes. When Jesus was born, the Son of God was born, even as a baby, Luke chapter 2, verse 1. No, sorry, Matthew, Matthew 2. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Verse 2. Okay, verse 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem. Verse 2 saying, Where is he who is born the king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east, and we have come to worship him. Wow. Wow. Give me verse 8. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go. And search diligently for the child. When you are finding, bring me word that I may come and worship him also. Verse 9, verse 10, verse 10. And when they saw the star, they, they rejoiced. Verse 11. Holy Spirit. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary's mother and fell and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him, gave gold, frankincense, and mail. You see, when Jesus was born, there was something about the boy. 
older men were giving gifts to him. Gold. Frankincense. I'm talking about God sending people to bless you. So when God wanted to bless what's his name? Uh, 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 Uzziah. The Ammonites. First, Ammonites were not Jews. Ammonites. Ammonites. May foreigners come and bless you. May people come and sow seed into your life. In the name of Jesus. I say in the name of Jesus. I'm talking about how to prosper. It is it is heavenly and powerful. Hallelujah to Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, number three. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. Asking you, see, I saw the Lord. His name spread abroad. Second Chronicles 26 verse 8. As he saw the Lord and did that which was right. Second Chronicles 26 verse 8. And the Ammonites gave him gifts and his name spread abroad. You see, there's something about a name. The Bible says that what? A good name is better than riches. Some people are doing all, they are doing all, going for juju and all, all kinds of things. They want name. They want money. They want that. But you see, a good name is better than riches. A good name. A good name. The better riches. When they mention your name. Amen. When Jesus died. After pleasing the father. God didn't give Jesus money. He didn't give him money. He didn't give him cars. What he gave him was money. Was, was a name. Was a name. What he gave him was a name. Philippians 2, 9. Wherefore God has highly exalted the name of Jesus. That the mention of the name, every name, every name, Satan bows, his horse bow, every name, whatever the name is, it bows to the name of Jesus. It bows to the name of Jesus. May things bow to Jesus' name. May they bow to Jesus' name. They bow to Jesus. Everything that is fighting with you, Jesus, may those things bow to Jesus' name and come out of you. Come out of your life. Come out of your life by the authority of he who died on the cross according to the scriptures and rose up on the third day according to the scriptures and, and, and stripped the enemy of all his power according to the scriptures and sits at the right hand side of the father according to the scriptures in his name may everything bow and live our lives and our church and our ministry and everything that concerns us now in Jesus name 
the Bible says that God gave Uzziah a name. Now, number four, as Uzziah saw the Lord, he strengthened himself. Same verse, Second Chronicles 26 verse 8. And the Ammonite gave, gave Uzziah and his name spread abroad even to the entry in Egypt. Wow. His name went out to almost Egypt. For he strengthened himself exceedingly. He strengthened himself. He became strong. May God make you strong. May God make you strong. The Bible says in Ephesians, my God, chapter 6, verse 10. Therefore, finally, therefore, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be, don't be strong in yourself. You cannot fight certain things. But when the Lord is your strength, David said in Psalm 27, verse 1, the Lord is my strength. Is, uh, 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 the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. So, what about fight? You will meet the Lord as your strength. May you be strong as you seek the Lord. May every weakness and asthenia be removed. May the things that have intimidated you, may the strength of the Lord rise up and give them a knockout. In the name of Jesus Christ. May the strength of Jesus May the strength of the Holy Ghost crash things out of your life. The battle you, you have been losing today is the beginning of your winning. I see you holding the, the belt of a champion. I see Jesus decorating you with a belt of a champion that you are victorious from today in Jesus' name. And number five, ask Uzziah saw the Lord. He built towers in the desert. Second Chronicles 26 verse 9. Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate and valley gate and at the turning of the wall and fortified them. And he built towers in the desert. He built towers in the desert. The desert is a difficult place. But as you see God, the Holy Spirit comes to help you. The host of heaven's angels come as a helper. God sends people to you. Where others cannot succeed, may the Spirit of God cause you to succeed. Where you have failed before, as you see God, may heaven come and help you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what Paul said. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 3 verse 10. According to the grace of God. Given to me as a wise master builder. I have laid a foundation. Paul said there's a grace of God. There's an anointing of the Holy Ghost. That makes me lay foundations. However place and difficult a place is. However difficult a situation is. It's not by might. It's neither by power. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. But it is by my spirit. Who are you, oh mountain? Who are you, oh wicked one? Who are you, oh Sambalat and Tobiah? Who are you, oh enemies of the church? Who are you, oh enemies of righteousness? For you shall be made flattened by the Holy Ghost. Zechariah chapter 6, chapter 4, verse 7. And we shall return and we shoutings, saying, Grace, grace. I see you becoming a shelter of grace as you seek the Lord. You are going to become a shelter of grace. You will build in the in the desert. You will build in places 
where it is difficult, grace from heaven will help you to be able to do well. You are coming out of oblivion as a grace is changing your life. The Bible said the man built in the desert. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 4. Paul said, I thank my God. I thank my God for the grace on, my, on your behalf. For the grace of God given to you by Jesus. I said the grace of God is the Holy Ghost. Is the angels of God. And the people that God sends into your life. They are graces. This grace helps you to build. Paul said, I built. I built by the grace of God. Verse, verse, verse 5. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 5 that in everything ye are enraged that in everything ye are enraged that in everything when you see God's kingdom first he brings grace that makes you become enraged in everything may you become enraged enraged in building whatever you have to build may grace help you to build may you build a house may you build a church may you build a church you may not be a pastor but may God grant you grace to build a church building. May you build a, a basenta, a wasenta. May you build something for God. I said, may you build something for God. May you become the shining star of your house. As you started working for God, may something from heaven, Lord, fall upon you and change your life. May you be the builder of your family. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, they wrote you off, but a grace is locating you. A grace is about to turn your life. I say a grace is turning your life. In First Chronicles uh, chapter 4 verse 9. First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9. There was First Chronicles. First Chronicles. Holy Spirit help me to preach. As I bring my sermon to a close. First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9. First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9. I'm about, I'm about ending. First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9. First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9 Malika and Jabez you see when you Jabez his name meant sorrow his name meant so sorrow and Jabez was more honorable eh? he was more honorable hallelujah to the Lamb of God than all than his brethren his mother called his name Jabez because I he said I bear him in sorrow this man this man is amazing the Bible said he was more honorable than his, than his brethren because he didn't have a brother amen he didn't have a brother he didn't have a brother his mother called him sorrow but God granted him grace and then he became very prosperous eh? and he built first chronicles chapter 2 verse 55 look at what Jabez did 255 and the families of the scribe who dwelt at Jabez this man eventually came to build a city called Jabez for the writers of the bible to live there you are the next builder like Hosea, as you seek the Lord. As I bring my sermon to a close, I cannot finish talking about Uzziah. We will talk about tomorrow. But what I'm saying is that a grace is coming. A prosperity is coming. 
God releases grace upon those who seek his kingdom. The greatest thing on God's heart is his kingdom. That is why Jesus Christ came. Jesus Christ came. That's why Jesus, God had to send. I mean, if, if America can send their embassy to Ghana, okay, okay, to Ghana and have an embassy here, it is not because they have so much uh, interest in Ghana, but their interest is an American interest. That's why they are here. I mean, if they send us an ambassador to, to America and you are in, in New York and you don't have an interest of where? Of Ghana, then you can't be the ambassador there. Are you, are you understanding what, what, I'm, what I'm saying? So, God also uh, wants his kingdom, okay, to come down, okay, to so ask his king, as we see for his kingdom, his kingdom comes down. It's like heaven has an interest here. A lot of the supply of the American embassy comes from America. I will not be very, I will not be surprised that even their water supply, water, everything is important. God is also going to give you heavenly things. This is why Jesus Christ. I mean, if God can send His Son from heaven, I mean, He He, has, he did His best. He raised great men like Moses, Enoch, Abraham, all on the earth, and all that. But all this could not bring God's kingdom down. Even John the Baptist could not bring the kingdom of God down. He preached that the kingdom of God is at hand. It's at hand. In other words, it's coming. Because Jesus Christ was, walk, was walking on the earth. But when the Son of God came and died, God's kingdom, the Holy Ghost now lives on the earth, not heaven. And God wants to help us. I said, God wants to help you. Next week, if God wills, we are going to continue pray to preach on it's a great thing to serve the Lord. It is not evil to serve the Lord. Some people say that, hey, when I serve God, this Baba, may God forgive you and me for our complaint. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. Let's treasure it. Let's treasure it as the greatest opportunity that you ever have. The greatest blessing that you ever have is that God offers you that I want you to be part of my ambassadors on earth. That's why angels will come from heaven to come and stand by you. Because you need bodyguards. You need security couples from heaven. You need generals like Michael. You need other great, powerful, authority angels with power blessings from God to defeat some enemies for you in the name of Jesus Christ. So, let's not be, just become church goers, but really, 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 it's like, how can the church grow? What can I do to promote a church? How can I help to build churches? How can I also help to be, build our center? How can I help to do this? And all that. And as we all get involved, oh my, my, the spirit of the living God, I love him. I said I love him. He will come into our hearts and join us and be with us. In Jesus' name, amen.